going. This is the next edition of Run Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you for joining us this week. And uh, just to give you a quick update, those Comrades Marathon webinars are happening this week. Uh, If you are planning on running Comrades in 2015, do join us. The first of them takes place later on this week. All you have to do is get over to runtalksa.co.za forward slash Comrades 2015. That's where you can register. And we're doing things uh, quite a bit differently this time around than we did last year. You have to register for each webinar that we do, uh, and uh, you also, we're not doing replays, uh, just a heads up. So uh, if you want to catch the webinars, you have to catch them live. Uh, there's just a power in the live element of it, and we want you to be part of that, okay? So runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades 2015. The good news is we're doing a couple of different times, so it doesn't matter what time zone you're in, we can slot you in. So head over to that website. Register now, and I look forward to spending some time with you later on this week. Coming up on today's show, we've got another international runner, and I love this story. The story is phenomenal. Uh, She's actually just arrived in South Africa. I spoke to her last week while she was still in Australia. But you may or may not know, there's a trail that runs across South Africa called the Freedom Trail. It starts in Peter Maritzburg and it heads all the way to Paal in the Western Cape. It's about 2,000, depends which way you go, but approximately 2,300 kilometers. And there's a mountain bike race that takes place on that trail every single year. But uh, these two intrepid adventurers are running it. And running it for a fantastic cause, too, I might add. We've got one of those adventurers on this week's show, Samantha Gash. A phenomenal, phenomenal story and a really cool interview as well. I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, let's get straight into it. We've chatted before about uh, the Freedom Challenge, which is uh, a pretty crazy mountain bike race that uh, heads across Uh, South Africa every single year and some uh, intrepid adventurers ride the more than 2,000 kilometers on mountain bikes uh, and just take in the sights and sounds of South Africa. But uh, I came across uh, someone who's planning on running the Freedom Trail. Yep, you heard right, running it. And she joins us now. Samantha Gash, uh, welcome onto the show. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. First of all, it's a long, long way. How are you feeling ahead of this run? It is a long, long way, longer than I have ever at all completed or even conceived. So um, I, I'm very excited and definitely petrified, but I think that's a good thing. I think the combination of the two means I'm, I'm in for a big adventure and I've, I have done as much training as I, you know, as I can do in combination with the other elements of my life and the other components of the project. So I'm very much looking forward to just getting to South Africa and starting it. You talk about a project. Uh, this, it's not just the run. You're doing it for a great cause as well. Before we get in, tell me exactly how this all came about. Yeah, for sure. So I am running with UK ultra runner Mimi Anderson. Now, I mean, I only started running in, well, ultra marathons in 2010. And Mimi was the first person I reached out to as a female who was running these long distances. And I wanted to get some advice and experience from her to try and, I suppose, skip us some of the bad steps that you might do. And um, we just became very good friends and always talked about the idea of one day doing a project together. And uh, about two years ago, Mimi, we were just chatting on Facebook and she mentioned, you know, the Freedom Trail and talked about it. And she, uh, I mean, I thought at the time that she was asking if I was interested in running with her. But uh, she told me later she wasn't really, but I kind of jumped on it. (laughs) And 
to be perfectly honest, the first time she mentioned the concept of running, you know, over 2,000 kilometres across the Freedom Trail, I just thought it, it was well out of my comfort zone and probably too many kilometres for uh, something that I would just personally do as a physical pursuit. But then afterwards, I had a little bit of a think about it and I thought, you know what, 32 days, which is what we're running it in or aim to run it in, is an incredible opportunity to leverage attention to something that we really care about. So that's kind of when I became a bit more interested. Yes, the physical endeavour is, you know, certainly in a very cool thing to do. And the idea of literally, you know, running across a country and seeing that you know, amount of diversity in the landscape and geography and also in, in, the, in the culture is something I'm really attracted to. But to be able to make an impact to issues that we care about is probably my greatest motivation. Yeah, we'll talk about those issues in, in just a moment. But I, I hear you talking about the distances and the times, the, the time frame that you're planning mm. on doing this in. It's 2,350 yeah. kilometers, essentially. There's, there's a crazy amount of climbing. I mean, I, I'm looking at, yeah. at, at the info on, on Wikipedia, and it says 37,000 meters, which is... 1,000 meters. <laughs> if, it's a lot. If you do the math... It's a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I think Everest is 8,000. So you're going to be yeah. going the equivalent of Everest. My maths is terrible. I don't even have fingers, but it's a lot, okay? Uh, yeah, my, my maths is terrible too, and I think I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Something like these. You know, um, yes, it is It is a very long distance. And we're, I mean, we've been working with the Freedom Challenge team uh, for really a year and a half now on this, and they've been incredible. I mean, I don't know if we could have done – we could have moved as quickly as we have on this without their support. Uh we're doing I mean, at the moment. Our projected distance is probably around the two thousand one hundred and fifty. Um, we're taking a few slightly different, um, I suppose, directions than what the Freedom Challenge itself takes. But the thing is, as you probably know, with the Freedom Challenge is it's really hard to navigate this trail, uh, and I think that very easily could turn you know what might feel like a you know sixty to seventy kilometer day feel like a hundred k day. So we are trying, we, I mean, we have got a lot of GPS tools with us and we've got our Sunto watches and all that kind of stuff. But the goal is to, I mean, the most important thing for me is that we stay cognitively with it so we are capable of reading the maps and our GPS tools in order to kind of stick on the path. Mm, I, I'm, I'm in total and in, 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 in utter awe, if I have to be honest, Amanda. I mean, I just got back from a three-day trail run where we did 100, just over 100 Ks over three days. And, and that that cumulative effect of running day after day and, and longish sort of distances, obviously you're going to be running a lot more than what we were running on those days. What, what sort of distance are you planning on, on averaging per day across this thing? Yeah, so we, I suppose that the average is around the 70, 75k mark. We're doing some days, there is one or two, one day that's a 45k day, and that's going to be like a treat. <laughs> the rest of the days, we're going really between 60 to 90 kilometers. So, I mean, the Freedom Challenge team, you know, they've made us very aware of how challenging this trail is, and we've tried to kind of put that in consideration when we do have those higher mileage days. So the really technical sections, we've tried to drop it down. Um, but, you know, I just, yeah, I, I agree. I, it is a very, very high mileage. Um, I do like multi-stage um, adventures. I think it's incredible what the body is capable of doing. And, and what's even more, in, I suppose, incredible is how the body can adapt. And uh, we, um, Mimi and I are both coached by um, uh, 
Canadian ultra runner Ray Zahab, who did the running across the Sahara. And he's kind of told me the other day, he goes, you know, it takes about a week and a half for your body to adapt to the, the idea of getting up at 4 a.m. every morning, running between 12 to 16 hours every day, getting used to, you know, sleeping in feeling not so great. And he goes, you know, by the end, you'll feel you know, in, in a better condition. So I'm, I'm going to try and prescribe to that philosophy and just get through the first week and a half and maybe you'll be smooth sailing then. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, and I think I think he's spot on. It's one of these things that you, you, you obviously need to do a lot of training for it, but you can't really train for something like this. You, you basically just get stronger and stronger as it gets as it gets going. Yeah, and, and I've definitely had that type of, um, I suppose, body. Uh, I get stronger as I'm going into things. So I probably always go into a, a multi-stage race a little undercooked. You know, I work a full-time job. Uh, you know, I have a fa- you know, I don't have any kids or anything, but, you know, I have a family and, uh, you know, I like to still see my friends and do things um, outside of running as well. So I, I say I'm doing an extreme thing, but I really try and lead quite a moderate life. Uh, you know, I've done quite a few multi-stage races, often with uh, Ryan Sands, actually, who's a good friend of mine. And, you know, I just think if you eat the thing, you know, if you're really spot on with your nutrition uh, and your hydration and you do all the as the best you can do with recovery, then you should be able to get stronger through this. There's things that you can't prepare for, you know, if you get an acute injury or, you know, break, you know, break a leg or something like that. But, you know, you, you just try and stay... Um, as injury-free and as positive as long as possible. Yeah. You, you said to me off air before we started chatting that uh, you, you believe that your body's only got an infinite amount of, of kilometers in it, that you need to be wary of what you do and how you spend those kilometers. And if you're going to take on something this big, you need to make sure it's for a great cause, which I, I think is, is fantastic. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah. So, well, firstly, I, I mean, I do kind of think of that. I thought, you know, if you only have a certain amount of kilometres um, in your body, how am I going to use those the most wisely? So, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't do this run if, for the run's sake. And Mimi and I spent about 10 months researching different issues in, you know, South Africa and obviously, you know, sub-Saharan Africa more generally, um, specifically impacting women. Now, I've got to say from my perspective, I've been very fortunate um, with all of the education opportunities that I've had my entire life. And I truly believe that education is the basis for people to be able to make decisions for the betterment of their life. Um, and so for me, when I learned that there's significant portions of women in South Africa who don't attend school when they have their periods because they can't afford feminine hygiene products, I suppose that really struck me. And I thought, you know what, people always talk about increasing the amount of, you know, education resources. But if you actually can't get a girl to go to school because of something as fundamental as she can't afford, you know, a tampon when she's got her period, well, then you've kind of got to get to that first issue before you actually increase the amount of schools and the resources within the schools. So our project is very much focused on, you know, raising attention to that issue because there's a lot of people even in South Africa who don't know about it. And then raising um, a minimum of 50,000 Australian dollars and working with Save the Children in South Africa and Australia 
and they're going to create a social enterprise business uh, in the free state where they're going to employ a dozen South African women to manufacture affordable products. And those products, you know, will be distributed them distributed low cost in combination with education programs as well. So, you know, it, I think it's a very grassroots approach. And, and like any business, you don't know how successful it will be. But I think, you know, it's something I believe in. And I, you know, hopefully we have a chance of making, you know, a small impact. Samantha, I think that's uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, and it's so it's so true what you say that I think a lot of South Africans aren't even aware, uh, particularly South Africans who, who live in, in, in urban areas. I think it's, uh, mm. I mean, I mentioned that run that I did. I, I saw parts of, of South Africa that are are so rural that it, it's, it, it's hard to believe that 15 kilometers away, there's a town where when people are living without basic services like water and electricity and 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 these are real issues for a large large uh, portion of of the south african population yeah i mean it's huge the, the stats are and i could be you know i i'm a bit uh tired in the prep for this thing so if, you know apologies i've got the stat wrong but i think it's 60 percent of south africans um i think are not cannot afford traditional sanitary products uh, and so, and it costs US $2 for a pack of 10 pads and 33.1% of South Africans earn less than US $1 a day. So it's not that, and I, I have, get a lot of questions about this in Australia and the UK and the US when I'm, you know, I'm speaking to people about it. And they ask me, well, why aren't people, you know, going to school? Why aren't they like prioritizing, you know, females um, getting that education? And I say it's not about a gender issue to begin with. I truly believe that it's about an economic issue. And then because feminine hygiene is a bit of a sensitive topic, I think it turns what's an economic issue into, into a taboo issue, then to a gender issue. And so I think it kind of it's threefold. And, you know, I think everyone would like, you know, both genders to be, uh, have all access to education, but this is something that's a barrier at the moment. And I think, you know, I think, I, I hope that we create more awareness about this. And there are a lot of initiatives around the world that do focus on this, and ours is just one of those projects. It's, I think it's absolutely amazing. Samantha, you, you're obviously uh, Australian. Uh, have you got any connections to South Africa, or was it just that you, you decided you wanted to run the Freedom Trail, so let's look for, for, for some way that we could benefit South Africa? Yeah, I I mean, I firstly have always wanted to go to South Africa. Uh, I've never been, uh, and so I have no kind of, I suppose, tangible connections. I've got a, a lot of very good friends in South Africa. Uh, and so when Mimi suggested her interest in the trail, uh, that's when we did the research uh, into, like, what issue would be kind of... At the end of the day, when you raise funds or awareness for a particular issue, you need to be personally connected to it. And for me why I felt that it was okay to, to do this project in South Africa is I consider South Africa to be, you know, a leading nation in this region. And I think if you're going to have a really successful initiative of this type in South Africa, the chance of it being replicated in other parts of that area, in that region, I think that's a, that's a positive thing. Brilliant. If people want to find out more and, and, and possibly donate, I'm sure you, you'll, you'll gratefully take any donations. Where can they get more information? Uh, yes, we definitely would gratefully accept donations. Uh, you can go to 
www.freedomrunners.org and our link to donate directly to save the children is on there. Uh, you know, our goal is a minimum of 50,000. Uh, we'd like to raise as much as possible to kind of keep it going for longer. Uh, and we're probably around the $33,000 mark so far. So um, we're definitely in good stead to raise the funds by the middle of December, which is our fundraising deadline. Fantastic. Uh, are you starting uh, next week? Uh, when when are you planning yeah. on having this all done? Do you know, we yeah, we kick off on the twenty fourth. Uh, we leave from Pittsburgh at that time, and we've actually got a live tracker uh, on our website, and we will be kind of sending back content to our digital team back in Australia, and they'll be embedding that in the website. So, hopefully, it's a journey that people can kind of um, be a part of and follow, which I think is always an, an important component whenever you're trying to raise funds towards something as well without a doubt samantha what i'm going to do is i'll put all those links on our website as well so that if people want to find out more uh they can click straight through from from our website as well and get more info there too uh yeah i want to wish you all the best safe travels to south africa and and i'd love to catch up with you once you hear on on the ground and and things are underway and and just sort of see how things are going over the next uh, next few weeks yeah, definitely. Well, we have an Iridium Go satellite device whilst we're out there, so we can certainly chat to you whilst we're, we're in the midst of it. Brilliant stuff. Samantha Gash, thank you so much for joining us uh, here this week. Uh, I think you're absolutely amazing. I, I'm, I'm uber jealous, I have to be honest. I love these sort of things. Uh, the first thing that crosses my mind is not you're crazy. I think, gee, I want to do that. <laughs> so, hey, hey, I will send you the route and you can come out and join me at any point. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Samantha, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And that's it for another edition of Run Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed that interview. What uh, what energy, that's all I can say. And uh, yeah, good luck, Samantha. They're heading off uh, later this week on that run, and we'll keep uh, keep you posted. All the links to those websites as well. If you want to track and maybe you want to donate to that charity, uh, you can click through from the show notes of this episode of Run Talk SA. Don't forget as well, those webinars coming up. All you need to do is go to runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades 2015. If you want to be part of them, there are a couple of dates that you need to sign up for and I look forward to uh, to spending some cool time with you later on this week so from myself Brad Brown have yourself a superb week and we'll chat later cheers (laughs) 